Hey, Chef, I finished cleaning up. Can I go home now? Oh, trying to get out of here early again, eh? Well, I guess it is just about that time. You all done cleaning everything? You get underneath that fridge and stuff? Yeah, I got underneath the fridge. Oh, yeah? I guess this is the mop bucket that you used, huh? How come you didn't clean up yeah. that puddle over there? What puddle? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah that's what it. I thought. That's what I thought. So you, maybe you'll think about that next time instead of trying to get out of here early, eh? Ah, oh, son of a... Fine, I'll clean that up. Show you how to kick the bucket. Hey, Cook, I got some good news and uh, some bad news. Yeah, what do you got for me? Well, the bad news is the new guy quits, so you're going to be doing all this shit by yourself. Of fucking course. What's the good news? The good news is that we got this box. It just uh, says that it's got this weird device inside that uh, it'll allow you to be like really efficient in the kitchen so much so that you can do the job of two people and I don't have to pay anybody else to uh, replace that guy. So uh, it's uh, the good news is for me. Woo-wee. So let's just go uh, set it up. Let's set it up. Fun stuff. Alright, so we got this, uh, we got like a, a beeping thing, so it looks like it's uh, got a green light on, so it looks like this shit's all good to go, so I'll uh, leave you to it then. I'm going to go in the office and take a nap. Watching your work is exhausting. Okay, great boss. Really love the effort. Hello, chef. Do you want to play a game? Holy shit, what the fuck is this? I've placed a bomb under the mat. All you have to do to win and survive is be perfect. Good luck, chef. <laughs> Alright, well, I mean, that was fucked, but this shouldn't be too hard. Looks like green means go, red means ketchup. Shouldn't be too tough. Hi, um, I'd like to order uh, a sewer burger, please. Uh, that's, that's not a fucking thing. That's not part of the rules. That's, what the fuck is that? Okay, go ahead and tell me what's on it then. Okay, well, it's got uh, bun, lettuce, cheese, tomato, meat, lettuce, cheese, tomatoes, meat, lettuce, cheese, tomatoes, pickles, onions, What? Meat, That's insane. Chicken, I can't lettuce, make cheese, that. This thing doesn't even do that. Meat, what? Lettuce, cheese, tomatoes, what the hell is that beeping? Where is that coming from? Oh, god damn it, it's underneath me. This thing really is a bomb. Oh, no. Ah! Gamer needs food badly. Let's -a go! kitchen with game connoisseur mike king and chef brandon boswell for another tasty morsel of a review and we're not alone in the kitchen Thanks. we have our intern ivan Woohoo! <laughs> intern ivan k <laughs> we didn't scare him off in the uh castlevania episode so we're still we're still stuck with him and he's he's kind of growing on us Yep. So, so we, for punishment. <laughs> we decided to torture him with another wonderful fucking episode. 
This one is courtesy <laughs> of our good friend Jason Wells. Yep, he's the I one believe. when I told him about the podcast, he goes, Well, if you're doing a food like video game podcast, you gotta do this episode, this game. And I'm like, the name looks great. It's uh, called Short Order and Explode. It's a combo game like Super Mario and Duck Hunt. Yep. Which was actually literally my first game ever for for people who are keeping track of my first game ever. <laughs> You're not talking about the Short Order, are you? No, I'm talking about short order Duck Hunt and Super Mario. That it was, was the just about everyone's first, first game because it came with no. the system. <laughs> but like literally, I got the what system secondhand. But like oh. that was like my first game ever. The system was handed to me. And then I was like, hey, what can I play? And then they were like, here's a tote bin full of games. Do whatever you want. And I was like, whoa, Mario, what's that? <laughs> and I just like, plugged it in. <laughs> yeah, I plugged it in. And then I went, and now you guys have me. And that's how I happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, first but anyway. game, right. yeah, my first console was an Atari or a Commodore 64. Oh, God. Yeah, I started out on the NES. Oh, yeah. Mario and Turtles were my first games. Oh yeah, I had the, I don't know if you actually have listened to a lot of the taste tests, but in the Ninja Turtles one, I referenced the fact that I had the, the same one that we were playing, I can't remember which one we fucking played for the show, I don't know, I had a Ninja Turtles game, it was interesting. The original, yeah. It sucked. Yeah, I remember that episode. Yeah, (laughs) the over the top one. It was a hard game. Yeah, I never got even to the third level where you die no matter what you try. So Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> even get to the dam the first yeah. time I played that game. But then thanks to save states, ROMs, mm. as some people would call it cheating, I say fuck you, it got me to beat the game. <laughs> I was, I was able to get to the dam. I was going to say cheating mm-hmm. and peer pressure. <laughs> yeah, in a timeline. Thanks to cheating and, and peer rather. pressure, I overcame my interest in playing that game. And now I'm done. You know all those PSAs in the 80s and 90s that said not to do those things? Yeah, it turns out they were full of shit. I think we just set up... uh, Mike, shut up. Brandon's trying to get us back on track. I think we just set up a podcast. Do drugs. It's okay. You'll probably be okay. I think we just set a podcast record by literally going off on a tangent before the first paragraph was finished. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the paragraph's only like five lines long. We didn't even get through it. We are... Heroes. I gotta applaud you though, Brandon. You're getting us back on track. You're a real pro. Yeah, here. that's that's a one point for me. I'll take that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, anyway, so as, as my more than just a good personality. This game was recommended by Jason Wells, and yeah. uh, we I we all tried to play this game, and uh, what he didn't expressly tell us was that we're gonna have a bit of a trouble <laughs> doing it. Because we couldn't play this game at all. The game functioned, except as it turns out, what we needed to play it was the power pad. Yep. And so for the first time ever, I think we've encountered a game that required the power pad. And none of us actually have a working Nintendo. We all played the emulators. And it turns out... Or at least no power pad. And it turns out... Even if the emulators did support the power pad, getting all those keys to work on it was a murderous hassle because yep. like the keyboard is designed for fingers and the power pad is designed for feet. And yep. uh, as some people will find out, they're not the same. 
And also, so, you can't cook with them either. <laughs> as we learned. A, a, a fair point. Well said. <laughs> so, what we ended up doing was watching what the heck this game was about on YouTube, because we did want to talk about it. We were asked. We didn't want to cheat Jason. So, yeah. we checked it out, and... Uh, well, to be honest, the game was short, wasn't that good. Short and sour. The game looked, it looked <laughs> real bad and was, it was short and sour. 30 seconds. And I got to imagine that that kind of game only had any longevity because you and your fucking asshole hyperactive brother are sitting there and you're trying to play it. And he's like, I want to turn. And you're like, no, fuck off. I'm about to beat and this he's, level and he's for the tapping. first time ever. He's and tapping he's like, a yeah. behind you. Yeah, or like, or like you fucking lose, so then he gets on, and, and like just because you're constantly switching, nobody makes any progress, and then as soon as like you know, as soon as like both of you lose interest, that thing just goes in the corner and gets buried by like all kinds of other toys. Yeah, so we didn't want to cheat Ivan, uh, Jason, or ourselves. So what we decided was that we would review and discuss all Power Pad games plus. Talk about the power pad itself so that nobody would ever suggest anything like this again. Yeah. <laughs> we get it all done at once, and hopefully you'll be entertained. And if not, well, then, you know, it's a it's a podcast. You do whatever you do with podcasts you don't like. So we're going to talk about each game we saw. You violently react gameplay. on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> yes, violently react. Double your Patreon donations and demand better content. <laughs> that is how yeah, you that, get change. That's, that's how you do it. So we will Make talk about the gameplay, you. the graphics, sound, mm. and the concept of the game itself. And uh, we're just not going to talk about the play controls since that's the one thing we couldn't experience. So uh, before we talk about the power pad, have any of you had any experience with it in your life? No. But... Nope. I will say that in my brief research, I realized if I ever wanted to suffocate somebody and I wanted it to be super humiliating when the cops found their body, this is what I would use. And they'd be like, and then the coroner would be like, yeah, he's suffocated for sure. And then, and then the cops would be like, so is that stupid fucking plastic mat that did it? And then the coroner would be like, yep, that power pad fucking killed him. He slipped no. on it, it fell on him, and, uh, you know, those plastic bags, choking hazards, well, the, the mat's made of plastic, so, mm. you know, ergo some, it, it was suicide. So you don't yep. have to, like, check it for fingerprints around the throat or anything. Yep. Hmm. Robin Williams style. <laughs> so, oh. Too soon. <laughs> so. Oh, oh, fuck. We got the no, I, I was actually I was actually fucking with you, but I was going to play that for, like, so long if you, if you had bit. If you'd have been like, oh, you know, Robin Williams, like Patch Adams and like Jumanji, I'd have been like, who? Oh, you mean like Jim Carrey? No. Mork. Come on, man. Mork. I was, I was planning on playing that, but I'm glad that you didn't bite. But anyway, Mike, why, why don't you try and get us back on track? All right. The NES Power Pad, it was a $30 mat that plugged into your Super Nintendo. It had two sides with buttons on it, which like somehow kept it from activating both sides when you were stepping on the thing. And it was originally designed by Bandai in 1987, but it was quickly bought, and its uh, its launch title, World Stadium, or uh, Stadium Events, was bought 
and repurposed or rebranded, brandished, whatever, by Nintendo. So it was so when you but when people bought it, it was released with world class track events instead. Unless you didn't get it with that, then you could be sitting on a gold mine. So, mm-hmm. so let me get this straight. That. So hold on, let me get this straight. So, Goddamn like it. Bandai owned the pad technology. It made and it. They were like, yeah. yeah. They were like, okay, yeah. you know what we got right here? We've got everything you could ever want for the future of gaming. You got buttons on both sides. You've got plastic to suffocate on. What what more could you want? And Nintendo, Nintendo yeah. with their like future seeing Japanese like memento fucking like foresight they're like yep you know what we're gonna do we're gonna buy that and we're gonna sell it we got this yeah which just like we see money yeah pretty we much. see money so we're going to invest in the future of foot-based gaming but like how the fuck yeah they had an also uh, they had an executive that wanted to introduce it as like a home gym kind of no they had an executive yeah. with a like foot a fetish and was fit. like yo for the next eight months before i get fired i can like help supervise the the photo shoots for the advertisements for this that's what happened i i think the only like and the best part is like this wasn't out for a while like this was out for literally a month before nintendo bought it up i mean the the only reason oh it actually hit the shelves before nintendo bought it like it was like a a public product so it wasn't like like who made it bandai or whatever yeah yeah Bandai. so it's not like bandai made it and then we're like going to Nintendo in a business room, like yo. No, guys. they weren't shopping it around. They were about to release it for their own thing. Yeah. And then Nintendo came along and said, "Stop the presses, motherfucker! We smell money. We want to own you. We will give you all of the money in our pockets right now for that beautiful piece of technology." And they were like, and "Yeah, sure. This thing the, is basically the shit. only the only reason, the only way that they would have." chomped at this any faster as if it was activated by used schoolgirl panties. <laughs> it wasn't like a, 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 a coin chewer. It was like a panty chewer instead. <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, man. It was released with Stadium Events, also published and released by Bandai. And I've seen the video of this, and uh, it can be described as fucking awful shrill beeps followed by kind of decent music and that's just the main menu the level starts and the (laughs) shrill beeps return in the form of a referee whistle the sound of the applauding crowd is like an aggravated grumbling which sounds like a chiptune explosion beautiful the uh what you're presented with is a third person view of hurdlers with different races like you'll see like a white guy and a black guy and I have to say the graphics for Nintendo are decent, and it's got a nice HUD. Yeah, for that it's age. It's got a nice HUD with uh, clear-to-read numbers at the top. And the best part is there is a uh, like a side view of what's going on that shows your distance from the opponent because at all times he's always beside you. They don't scale up or behind you. Or you don't scale up or behind them, so they're always beside you. So you need this upper bar to let you know, like, who's actually in front of somebody? Who's winning? So all of this was, like, the groundbreaking future technology of tomorrow in a day where your TV was literally the size of my tablet and 100% worse to look at. 
uh, TVs were about yeah. three times the size of your tablet. And I think this was a response to uh, people accusing gamers of being lazy and indigent, just sitting around collecting Cheeto dust. So they wanted to create something that would, like, get people running and playing together and just, you know, games can make people active. So I th- Right. They were trying to come out of the... Uh, video game collapse too they were trying to build it as a more than just game yeah we will engage yeah, and you keep your kids active in 87 though yeah yeah 86 actually well the video game crash happened in 1983 the nintendo pretty much came to some prominence in 85 86 so this was only this was only released a year later so they had pretty much begun developing as soon as the console came out they were just thinking, like, what can we do to, like, add new ways to engage this besides just sitting still? So, so you got to give them kudos for that. They were, like, as soon as it became available, they they made a go for it to try to change how gaming is done. Huh. So. And rebrand it. Now, we're not done with the uh, stadium games, stadium events yet, because... This cartridge, if you have a cartridge of stadium events, well, you're sitting on something that is about uh, $35,000, according to Wikipedia. And as I saw on IGN, it was 38000 but that site was like IGN.ca, so it may have, been, may have been like the same amount adjusted for inflation. Because this game, stadium events... Remember, Nintendo bought and rebranded it a month after it was released in stores. So this was only out and available for a month. This is this makes it right, they, they, the rarest game on the NES. So they, a limited release. Yeah, they pulled they pulled all the copies off the shelves. Yes. So you had a month to buy this game and have it before the game and the family fun fitness mat were bought back recalled and rebranded exclusively as a Nintendo product known as the World Class Track Meet and the Power Pad. So the change in the name but not the content have made the first releases of a super common game to be exceedingly rare and enough to buy a mid-sized car. So people like Blaine J, our collector gamer friend, I salute you and your crazy life. I will just <laughs> stick to my ROMs and I will let you be the bigger man. Although it showed in some cases that being an early adopter and first in line consumer can, although highly unlikely, actually pay off. However, if this was only mm-hmm. if you were in North America, as the PAL version wasn't so quick to be recalled or, you know, being Europe, it just had a larger release, so it is not as rare and doesn't come close to the North American value. So, in short, this is the best game to own and have never played at all, especially with the sound. Of. <laughs> and uh, as a quick, as a quick bump. Uh, World Class Track Meet. This is the bundled release and recalled and renamed Stadium Events. If you bought the Power Pad, it likely came with this. Congratulations, you're too late to get rich. Enjoy the game that would have been great for a MIDI-based Dance Dance Revolution, but never came. So, uh, you know, they renamed it, but did they improve the audio? Fuck no. Yeah, exactly. So, that's just... 
Super good. I had a thing like a while ago, but I forgot it, so it doesn't matter. Yes, the interruptions worked. <laughs> Only barely. All right. Mm. So, so who who wants to tackle the next game, Athletic World? I already picked my two. Ivan, you want to talk? I, yeah, you got it. So, Athletic World, pretty similar to stadium events, really. Uh, you got running challenges like the hurdles. You got to change it up a little bit. You had some sort of dark tunnel you could run through with bats that would come down. It's like an Egyptian sphinx or something. You know, logs and rafting where you would jump over obstacles as the raft goes down a river or something. And you get this end-of-round assessment based on some sort of score. And uh, that was pretty much all there was to it. You had various obstacles like a, the bat, groundhog, rocks, frog that would jump. And you had different rounds that go from day to night to day. And then at the bottom of the screen, uh, some sort of fail condition, you'd have a turtle slowly marching along this line. Tip. And your job was to beat the turtle to the end. Yeah, yeah. So it was like I a ghost had... race. <laughs> yeah, I had... This was a, an especially like a massive improvement to a stadium events or a world-class track meet. It it had a um, yeah five events: hurdles, animal trail, dark tunnel, hopalog, and rafting. The hurdles test your uh, your eye foot coordination by having you jump over hurdles, and moles will interfere with your hurdling if you play the expert course. During the animal trail, you must dodge animals as you run. The dark tunnel is filled with slippery inclines and bats, which appear in the expert course. And you uh, you must keep up your speed in the dark tunnel when you're approaching an incline. And Hopalog has you trying jumping from log to platform to log, trying not to slip off. Uh, they don't roll, however, which, you know, I thought, like, if, if you're going to take it to logs in the river, that you'd have some sort of roll challenge. But on the floor mat, that would be quite a, uh, it would be quite a, uh, a feat. Get it? Mm. Hey, Brandon, you want to review this game too, so we can have all three of us doing the same review? You know, really make sure everyone gets this really good, what Athletic World's about? Well, this is an in-depth game, so I thought it deserved an in-depth. <laughs> now, um... Mm. Yeah, so you run over hurdles, a monkey gives you your score, you're paced by a turtle, and the best part about the turtle is that like, you're if you're having trouble with this game, you're, you also get the shame of being beaten by a turtle. And you run a... You have to really fuck yeah. up to get beat by the turtle. Though. And during the animal trail, you run across the jungle, and you have to dodge boars that are passing you by. It's like a low-stakes version of the stampede from The Lion King. And then the Dark Tunnel, which is the most impressive one, because you get to run through a pyramid, and it has hieroglyphs. And then when the, uh, the Hopalog and the, uh, the Rafting course come in, as uh, Brand I expect Brandon would know, is that you can't really play this level as a Canadian without thinking of the Log Driver's Waltz. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm looking at all of this, and it's just like, why... Would anybody want to do that? Like, it it's, looks like a fun time, but definitely is the most dangerous way to get wet. Like, if you wanted to just get wet and be cold, you could fall in any lake just by yourself. 
Or you could do it with a bunch of logs bobbing around, ready to just concuss the shit out of you. <laughs> That's the other option. I mean, like, I don't know why you wouldn't want to do it with a bunch of logs. That seems crazy to me. Of course. Yeah, well, well, Brandon, like, you've seen the log driver's wall, so that made yeah, log know, driving exactly. look cool. Well, that's also, the thing. Like, it looks cool as fuck, but I can, you know, personally say, don't, don't fuck with it. It's shitty. Uh, Ivan, have you seen the uh, the log driver's walls? No, but uh, I did see the Monty Python skit. No, that's I'm a lumber. I'm a lumberjack, and I'm... no, the the, the log yeah. driver's walls. It was a uh, cartoon. Best I it was a do. cartoon released by the International Film Board of Canada, which had. A, a girl singing about a log driver and I'll uh, I'll make you listen to it afterwards but what the fuck is a log driver you know you the guy that, okay like, so we... oh yeah so you got your lumberjacks those guys are cutting down the trees and this is like old timey not like current uh-huh. day now they're all just kind of called arborists and they all have different jobs but you got and your lumberjacks cutting down the trees and then you got your your like ground guys who are like dragging the logs and they'll drag them over to wherever there's like a mm-hmm. riverbed or whatever and they just shove them into the river and because they're fresh trees they float and then some dude down the river guides them with a big pointy stick and with it a, started a, as it's a poleaxe is it a yeah. poleaxe or a, or a uh, no, I, it's I a spear with a curved hook Albert. On it. yeah um. and so basically like initially you start off with people on the shore with the halberts like guiding them and then people just start getting brave and being dickheads and they start standing on the floating logs and guiding other logs and, it was like, canadian like, surfing yeah it literally hmm. yeah that i'm sure that went well well i mean well it ended so well they made a fucking song about it the log driver's waltz it's fantastic <laughs> it's this cartoon of a girl she's singing this song about like, if you ask any girl from the parish around, what pleases her most from her head to her toes, and every girl will tell you it's dancing with a log driver because, you know, they have such great foot coordination from from rolling on those logs that, like, she tells them that it means that they've become excellent dancers. Like, their footwork can't be beat by mm. anybody around. They've got, like, the best so balance. You could, have a, you could have a lumberjack with really strong hands, or you could have a log driver with good feet. Well, chances are they'd be both, since the lumberjacks, since mm-hmm. the log drivers most likely were lumberjacks that just thought, you know, fuck all this waiting. I'm just going to get on the pole, clear up this jam that's in the middle of the lake, like get it around these rocks, and we'll just get this fucking show on the road. Because, you know, if you get like a bunch of logs rolling down, they will jam around bends or places where there's creeks, rapids, uh, shallows. So the log drivers were kind of needed to get up there to the middle of the lake and just loosen up these jams and keep the logs rolling. So the log driver's waltz follows this guy. And uh, what made it impressive is that it starts off with real footage of log drivers. And then the guy, and you have to remember how impressive this is for a kid in like the late 70s or the early 80s. He morphs into a cartoon version of himself. And then, like, he does, then you get to see, like, it's just so fucking Canadian. We get to see beavers and moose, like, swaying from side to side as they're singing the chorus, like, purling down and down like water. The log driver's wall, like, that's where the log driver learns to step lightly. 
and it is just so fucking Canadian. He's sailing down the river with like a scarf and a toque. It is it is part of like Brandon. Back me up here. It is part of our heritage, our iconography. It is like an essential Canadian part of our of our life, right? Find time to fall asleep. Well said. <laughs> He's enthralled. Yeah, so of course that's what Brandon and, and I were, we're back. Yeah, is he? Brandon. <laughs> Battle. So, the victory yeah. music for this game And we're back is, with a Canadian... <laughs> we're back. This was our Canadian corner. That's right. Canadian Entertainment Podcast. Yep. So, the victory music in this is pretty good, and I can see you getting a sense of accomplishment for getting this done. It's kind of decent looking, and the best part about this game is that now I have the log driver's waltz stuck in my head. I'm glad you're happy. So, Brandon, you're requested to talk about this game. Tell us about Server Team Games. And we've apparently lost Brandon to the... I guess he, like, sailed off on a log or something. <laughs> I, I just I just reminded him too much of the of the log driver's walls, and he's like, you know what? I, I said it was dangerous, but I, I, got, I smoked some courage, and I gotta try that shit. Yeah, so I disappeared into the woods with my big sack, and I fucking rolled some logs. Oh, he's back. I was just coming up with your cover story for being gone. Oh, he's alive. He was just waiting for us to mention his name. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know what? These jo legal. these joints aren't the only thing I'm going to be rolling tonight. That's exactly. So, where'd you guys get to? We didn't. We tried to find you for about a couple of minutes, and then we just decided to go on without you, and then you ruined that plan by showing up. So, Ivan, there were some Japanese games that uh, came out, like Japanese exclusive games. So, can you tell us about yeah. uh, some of those? Yeah. So, 1987, they had the most, of, most number of them. They had three of them that year. Uh, first one that I looked at was Jogging Race. And I don't know if you guys ever owned a Wii Fit or a Wii in nope. general. Nope. Well, all right. Then this reference will be lost on you. Maybe. So basi basically, uh, the Jogging Race is about as it says. You had this goofy carousel-style music going on. You had your little guy jogging along. You were moving past people going the other direction, past people walking their dogs, just whatever. And you're going around a course. So not really much to speak of, but you know, got you moving, which I guess was the whole point of this thing. A little more interesting was something they called Mairu Daisakusen, or Maze Epic Battle. So in that one, you had this witch sitting on top of a grave. You're standing in front of it. She gives you a key. And you do what anyone would do in that situation. You stick the swallow. key into the keyhole that appears in the grave, right? No, you swallow the key. You swallow it and you run. <laughs> yeah. I'd say you would so, I'd say you would not, hide, you would park the key between your fingers and then punch the witch, leaving a gouge in her face with the key. 
Well, and, we're all different people. And Mike. just say, fuck off, witch, <laughs> with your dark powers. The power of Christ compels you. And then I would mm. exercise that bitch, because she is on sacred ground. The power pad of Christ compels you? <laughs> the power pad of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot, honestly, maybe it's because I'm an immature asshole, but I cannot not think of feminine feminine hygiene products every time we say pads. <laughs> I'm just like tampon, power pad, maxi wings, whatever. This is for the, the power <laughs> pads are for your ultra flow days. Yeah. <laughs> a pad for all occasions. The best part is like the the actual like use of the power pad would be the exact opposite of like when you use it. Like if you're feeling all crampy, and you know you never know you could just bleed whenever I, I don't that that's like witchcraft to me i don't even know how that works exactly but whatever <laughs> honestly fluid dynamics is a thing ladies you can't tell me I, <laughs> fuck that frustrates me i've had this conversation with so many girlfriends they're like i, I don't know it just like you, you have your pad or your your tampon and like honestly i hope we get female listeners who, who like facebook us and tell us how this shit works <laughs> because like fluid dynamics you can't keep a fucking fluid. A fluid is a substance that takes the shape of its container. And if you have a bottomless container, such as a vagina, how? How? What is that? It's fucking anti-gravity science bullshit. Anyway, right, we've moved on from Canadian log songs to menstruation. <laughs> how are we doing there, Jason? You like this? We're, we're doing. We're doing beaver talk. It's for you, Jason. <laughs> I'm just glad Jason we don't. Wells. Yeah, there is a theme here, Brandon. You got. We need the Bee Gees backing us up with "I've got a pad, a pad for all seasons." <laughs> wow, that was a stretch. <laughs> Standing in the dark. Well, now you're talking like from the Pat's perspective, but whatever. So. Uh, what was that last <laughs> Japanese game? Right. Oh, you guys, are, you guys gonna wait for me? Yeah, oh, absolutely. This, this is better than anything I can say. <laughs> Later on, listen to you all night long. And that's on Broadway. <laughs> yeah, for the next like you know forty odd minutes. <laughs> it's now mm-hmm. it's now the you know, taste test karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> we got into the Japanese game, right. man. Yeah, it Japanese. Well, game. it is Japanese game, so why wouldn't we delve into karaoke? Mm. Well, let's just redundant the shit out of that. Joke it's on point. Move on. So, Ivan, so, game. Anyway. All right, Ivan. Ivan. So back to the maze. So the. Uh, the key that you put into the grave. And turn, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, inexplicably <laughs> opens up a hole beneath you in the grass, and you drop into this maze. It's not that inexplicable. And at that point... I mean, like, you open... You, you oh. turn a key. You expect something to open. There's no chance. Well, I suppose that's true. Not usually... I'd expect uh, the tombstone itself to open up and reveal, like, oh, it's like a cabinet of some kind. Mm. <laughs> that's right. That's pretty clever, actually. So anyway, you go through this maze, and it's a kind of like Doom. Uh, you're moving forward. You got three lanes basically in these hallways. You got things coming down at you like mummies and shit. A little and big. Eventually, planet, 
It's like it's little, like Little Big Planet did it first. It's like Doom, but since it's a Japanese game, you're not shooting at the Nazis. Right. It's Doom without the shooting, basically. But the same kind of idea. You're watching a guy go down these hallways and try and find his way around, and eventually he finds his way to the door. You run into the door. It opens up, and you get shot back up out of that hole to see the witch again. So, right, little so more, in, little more interesting than jogging race. But so, are you trying to achieve something down there? Are you killing all the monsters for the witch? I, I kind of got lost in the plot there. Yeah, like so the witch, like what killed your parents? What what happened with that? Is that why you're at I the grave? Are like, you visiting your parents' grave? You just hate I the witch. No fucking idea. Is it is it your uh, own grave because no you committed idea. suicide and you can't find peace? Yeah, we're shifting into graveyard ship now, right, Mike? What if it was like super meta and we all like check the video right now and it said sous chef Ivan K on the gravestone on the game that's like 20 years old? That would be fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've now entered the creepy zone. So. Is it my turn? Yes. It's my turn, right? Brandon, Is it my turn? Brandon, tell Is it my us turn? about the Super Team Games. Guys, you know how excited I am to tell you about more hurdling? <laughs> if you guys weren't uh, tired of hurdling, you will be by the time I'm finished yelling about it. <laughs> Super Team Games more. was developed by San- Santana? It's San- Santana. Sonata. Sonata. You know, Sonata. like a Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata? It's not that hard to remember. I, I know or the Santana. word. Or Santana. Uh, the cover, like the cover art basically is like kids doing hurdles over logs, but one kid, the guy who's like doing the jump, is about to get his shin fucking wrecked on the log that he's about to like jump, which means he's definitely going to eat shit on the gravel on the other side. <laughs> and basically, the game is just more hurdling. It's, it's like, I don't know, obviously the Japanese, like, I don't want to say they did it better, but like... From what Ivan explained from the maze thing, that might be the only good, that might be the best thing that came out of this whole situation. And that's not like to say that it's good, it's just better than all the other mm. hurdle jumping games. Like, what the fuck? It's <laughs> literally all you can do. You can't like go, like, well, what about if it was like a first person shooter where you can just shoot with the center button and then strafe left and right and then, I don't know, use other items and bullshit with the other pads? Like, there's nine fucking buttons there, right? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, you could. Well, there's there's probably more than nine. I know you could use the diagonal buttons to fire different weapons, but you know, fuck you. That would be that would require engagement and work. Honestly, what I would do is I would have the back right button as jump, the back left button as duck, the top left button as uh, reload, and the top right button as switch weapons. And then walk is like your guys just constantly at, at like going at a pace, and when you duck, he stops. You know what I mean? So, Shoot with the center button, hmm. and then just control where he walks with the left and right and up and down. Yeah, I would have liked to seen like a Punisher game with this, like a Easy like, a, like a near first person shooter. Yeah. So then there's uh there's uh and play belly bump ball, you chest bump ball. You had all the time to read. You had all the time to read. And make it yours. I don't. I 
Look, the reason why I'm reading your research is because I'm not about to reread somebody else's research. That's gibberish. You could have also Mike, why the is there gibberish? Referring to. Get inside it to run like yeah. a hamster. Come Sweet on, motherfucker, this game has a variety and looks fun. That's that's what we're getting from this. Graphics are hideous. No, graphics are hideous on the main screen. Mostly Commodore Vic 20 had better resolution. Oh, honestly. <laughs> the main God game is much it. better and show and honestly you know what's, you know what's funny is when you were like reading your first paragraph like of the first game i was like god it sounds like he's reading that paragraph and i was like well worst case scenario it just sounds like another playing with power episode so it's not the worst thing but then you had to go break the wall talk about research and shit if the listeners are listening to us they know i'm not about to research this it's either personal experience or nothing well you were up against it in this one only do research. Yeah, so the Super Teen games, well, they get, I liked it because they you get could the... run along this race and you bump a ball with your belly. You don't push it with your hands. There's this ball along the track and you jump uh, You jump into it with your chest, which is why I called it belly bump ball. And then you swing across uh-huh. the puddle, you put on a crab costume, literally a crab costume, and do a crab walk. And then you inflate a bubble and yeah. get inside of it like a hamster. Like, this game has a shit ton of variety. It is engaging as hell. Compared to you. jogging race, anyway. I, I hate you. The way you wrote that paragraph, I got so <laughs> fired up from reading the first two lines about screaming about hurdles. And, of course, of course, you're going to just change your mind halfway through. Because Honestly, yeah, Mike's you know Commodore Vic 20 had better resolution than this. Mike had a Commodore VIC-20, and it had better resolution than this. And I know that because of my research, which is me reading this right now. (laughs) It's not like I gave you a link to videos three days ago to give you two minutes to watch this so that you could understand this note and go, oh, yeah, I get this. I can relate to this. Because I put in two minutes we of also, video watching. Just two minutes, and now I understand this. this. All right, let's get back to it. Guys. It is the worst. Yeah. Uh, the sound was less shrill, uh, was shrill until the whistle, than every war scene when a guy At was... At least read the letters. Fire, At least read the words <laughs> in the note if you're going to read it. You're skipping notes and making me sound like I had a concussion when I wrote this. <laughs> you're making me look bad, Bob. Uh, if you're going to read more my scene, words, I, I like this game all of a sudden. all of my words. <laughs> I did not put down, like, game do good beep. I wrote down, like, this game did good except for the beeps. The words in the middle count. Belly dancer. It's a it's a war game. (laughs) Or it's like a war game. It's just one word difference. The best part is like I put a candy in my mouth at the same time as I start to read that like a jackass. And then I start to choke on the candy so I couldn't even like defend myself. (laughs) Sound was less shrill until the starting whistle. Then it's like every war scene when a guy is concussed by a grenade and he and his hearing slowly returns. There we go. But all within three seconds. Speaking of three seconds, guess how long the music loops are? All right. 
<laughs> that almost killed me. Jesus. Holy actual Christ. It's so hard to participate with society. I hate this. Why do you guys make me do this? Community service. <laughs> yeah, this is... yeah, yeah, you can say that. Enjoy this game with the sound off as well. Really. It looks rather enjoyable. I kind of want to try this game. And in truth, as much as these are Mike's words that I'm reading verbatim off of a page, I do also want to, like, try this game. I do appreciate and share Mike's opinion in reading this statement verbatim. I'm going to be a great celebrity one day. I'm going to be like, this was a statement prepared for me by my press agents. This is all I'm allowed That's to read. Right. I'm a More... belly dancer in a war scene. What? I didn't say belly oh, dancing. <laughs> You're scaring me now. Damn it, Ivan. Don't uh, try to have... Just extrapolating off of your fuck-ups, all right? Don't have Brandon Brandon. <laughs> I tried to speak your language and I lost it. <laughs> yeah. You need some THC for that, pal. It's like... It, we can help it's like, mm. it's like a duck walking up to people and going, Table car house. Like, he thinks he's saying, nice, nice weather we're having. He is managing to say human words. But he hasn't quite mastered the syntax. <laughs> so you're freaked out like, well, like, fuck, the duck just talked. And I have no idea what he's saying. <laughs> More. 1989. As it seems to be the last year of the pad. It continued... It, it continued its meteoric... What? Me meteoric. Meteoric. So like meteor, but meteor-ish plateau with I don't know if I'm supposed to sell that or not with with dance. dance aerobics dance aerobics tell us about it Brandon I can't wait to hear you read Mike's notes on this one oh you're so lucky it looks real short we oh, we, 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 we dance in classic with curve <laughs> <laughs> we got a dance instructor in classic in a classic pink leotard and they gave her legs and curves. Shit, we have speaking words. <laughs> what the fuck, man? She does. Oh, shit, she actually says, yeah. like, let's go. I get it, but it's Dance. ironic because I'm the one reading this. And it's, just in, <laughs> it's just like gibberish because I haven't read it. <laughs> nice music. It, it's funny because like, we have you here to defend what you wrote. So at least that's like a better angle. Somebody has to, apparently. It's got... Hmm. Yeah, it's this got gal nice, is encouraging. According nice to Mike, cityscape. Yeah, according to Mike, it's got nice music, and like an actual song list instead of like a three-second loop. And this gal is encouraging, as Ivan tried to point out, with a nice cityscape and very good graphics for what it is. This might be the most range of motion ever seen on the NES. Holy actual fuck. Did you measure that, Mike? How deep did you get the research on that? Well, you look at any of the other game you play, a character does a jump, and they're in the air, and essentially, like, they're either standing where they oh. were, like, the sprite is still standing, he's just up in the air, or his legs are out a bit. And you don't see yeah. much going on. Yeah. Like, the sprite has about, like, what, eight frames total? Yeah, exactly. So what you're saying is that this character has like so many different. It's a dance instructor, so she's moving know. arms, shoulders, yeah. hips, legs. Yeah. She's yeah. moving around, and yeah. she's got a bunch of routines too. So you That's would say, Mike, you? Mike, you would say it's overall that you like this game. 
Yeah. It's a that's a pretty easy thing that you could say definitely even if it wasn't written on this page in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> it is. You guys you guys loved that segue and then I just threw it all away. It was so good. I love you guys. It's the closest we get to DDR and it's a nice effort. It has up to 64 dance routines and 12 levels and what appears to be a password system so you can go straight to the higher routines. Mike, mm -hmm. I honestly want to put out the money and buy this for you now. <laughs> All right, so I got. I, I, I pay to see him in the pink leotard anyway. Oh <laughs> uh, wow! Well, you got you got to bump up that I could Patreon, probably, Ivan. I was gonna say, how much mm, money are you talking? Well I could probably Photoshop it. something like that. I got some pictures of Mike kicking around here. <laughs> <laughs> you All got right, that then, twister and, action going on. I'm going to take Street Cops, because that's the one that I wanted out of all of them. So, <laughs> fuck you guys. Oh, street Cops is another game. Wait, Ivan, <laughs> do you know if there's, like, did you did you just dump your whole load of Japanese games in the first round, or do you have, like, a second second nut ready to go? No. Yeah, he's got an 88 I got game. three more ready. I got three more nuts ready to go. <laughs> okay, well, well, after Brandon pulled off two in a row with that, I think we'll, uh, we'll let Ivan... Uh, bring us ostensibly some sanity, but it's well, Japanese games. One of those nuts. So. We'll see. We'll see. But I want fucking right. street cops. Yeah. Nobody touch street cops. Yeah, you'll get the cop. All right. No, no street cops. It's all yours. <laughs> I will scream so. into the listeners' headphones. It's, it's like the first time Brandon wants anything to do with the police. <laughs> <laughs> so, this uh, game actually. It's a pretty good one. Tatsugeki Fun Takeshi Jo, based on a Japanese TV game show called Takeshi's Castle, which ran hey, for five years in the late I 80s. I don't mean to interrupt yeah. you on your, on your deal here, but I just want you to imagine mm -hmm. a future where playing with power takes off, taste test gets its own thing, and everybody knows your name in the future, and then you'll be known as that yeah. guy that like gibberish talked his way through that name of that game. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Uh, that is pot calling the kettle black, my friend, Mr. Yo, Belly that's Dancer in a war zone. calling the kettle black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm totally okay with that. That is a, a future that I've come to terms with. Me and that guy, hey, we wave at just... each other across time and we're like, hey, past Boswell. What's You're good? You're just jealous of my Japanese pronunciation skills. It was a lot better than mine would have been, but... At the same time, I, <laughs> that's going to be one day you're going to be like, I'm famous for for doing that. Yeah, yeah I, I have no doubt. I'm going to ride this podcast to fame and glory. <laughs> Asian guys will be like, hey, I'm Takashi. Look at me. <laughs> and everyone's going to be laughing. And you're like, is that like an inside joke? Yeah, it's funny because I genuinely didn't get it just now. You know, because I like, have no idea what that was supposed to mean. Well, what if, like, you're talking about how he's pronouncing it wrong, so I'm just saying the Japanese would be, like, making fun of him for Merce pronouncing their names. Oh. Mer Merce pronouncing, did you say? Yeah, Merce <laughs> pronouncing. <laughs> I was going to get him on it, too. It's goofy talk. But I didn't have a, an angle. <laughs> anyway, tell us about this goofy. Tell us about anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. Taki's Castle. Blow my mind. Right, so. So Takeshi's Castle was kind of like a American Ninja Warrior or American Gladiators back in the day. You had these uh, obstacle courses and various challenges that the contestants would go through. 
usually ending up in them getting some a concussion or a broken arm or some such business. So you had in this game after that TV show eight challenges, you know, roughly paralleling challenges from the show. Huh. But what I really enjoyed wasn't so much the game was watching the montage of failures on the TV show. It's like America's Funniest Home Videos. That's pretty good, too. So So what came first, though, the TV show or the game? uh, The TV show, but only by a year. That's kind of fucked up. this is a hot release. Well, I guess you could... It was. You could name, like, a handful of games that were TV shows first, like Wheel of Fortune or... Jeopardy. You know, Family family Feud. Win, lose, or draw. I don't know what the fuck that is. It's like Pictionary. Anyway, Ivan, tell. Uh, do you have the games that they played? Wait, Pictionary on the Nintendo? No, I, How the fuck I mean, did that one? I couldn't. Uh, truth be told, I could not find the actual gameplay video. The best I could do was to find the description and watch what the game was based off of. So. I do know that there were eight challenges. I don't know specifically what. So we they could were. just imagine like what they were, like either like a, like a drunken log roll or jelly wrestling or, bobbing for a key yeah. in a rice pudding wading pool or whatever they got going on. <laughs> yeah, usually you're falling into mud or water or just slamming into a pole or something. So I'm sure that that's what the. <laughs> Game was modeling itself they after. They got like one level where you have to survive the molest train. We have to like just like jump uh, back and uh, forth what, to like sidestep customers that are trying, sidestep passengers that are trying to grab you and lift up your skirt. Oh my actual god! What? Well, they actually had those types of games. Believe it or not, it was pretty sick uh, shit. Of course. How was that a game? What? I'm not kidding. No. They, they oh had games God. where you could literally rape girls. And it was like a different game philosophy over there at the time. Just and They said no censorship, anything okay, people like, want to yeah, make. Women were pregnant. That I believe, because I've, I've seen some pretty, like, very, like, deeply programmed, uh, like, dating sims and shit like that. I get that, but, like, the idea... <laughs> I was imagining a game... That is literally like you're on the train and your your goal is to like molest as many girls before they get off the train or you get caught. Like a flash game or yeah, something. My idea and I'm was, like, oh god, that's the worst thing I've ever heard of. My idea was you play the girl on the train and your job is to like survive the ride while like sidestepping guys that are trying to like walk past you and, you know, get a grab. And you have to like lean forward. Jesus. You have to decide like, are you going to lean forward to avoid the breast grab or are you going to sidestep to avoid... The uh, the bump the bump the tush touch. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, what other what were the other two Japanese games? And please tell me that they're slightly more wholesome than what we've been discussing. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, the other two Japanese games were also based off of the TV. Well, one of them was based off the same TV show. They just put in different challenges. And they put that game out the year after the first Takeshi game. Yeah, so it's just a sequel. Then the, and you don't know what those yeah, are either? basically. The fuck <laughs> they, they didn't. You have to wonder if it's so bad that they wouldn't put up videos. You have to wonder what would yeah. they be ashamed well, of. Well, part of the problem was 
Yeah, trying to search on YouTube and trying to put in somebody's Japanese transliteration. No idea if it's right. No idea what the actual English translation would be for it. No so idea what the game should could do look was... like if you do find it. You don't want to type in Takeshi but... and have it like Takeshi's train toucher. You're like, fuck no. Mm -hmm. No. So, anyway, the second game came out in 88. The final Japanese game, I didn't even manage to find a video. It was loosely based off of the TV series, uh, Taiwanese Japanese TV series, Hello Dracula. <laughs> this game... Roughly translated to, get this, Come, come, fallen corpses. Baby fallen corpses. Amadik, great adventure. I have no oh, idea what this game What? <laughs> and Japan is a yeah. perfectly what? normal culture. Like, what? And, and believe what? it or not, I was not reading Mike's notes just now. Yeah, you, can, you can't blame me for this. This is Ivan's private research, which I've contributed <laughs> nothing to, except for interruptions and terrible scenarios. So this... Yeah. I have no idea what, was it what called? this like, game would Dick, have been Dick about. Dracula or something? Like... Come, come, fallen corpses. Baby, fallen corpses. Baby... I'm a dick, great adventure. Baby, fallen corpses. I'm a dick, great adventure. <laughs> Well, I'm sure it's like it pronounced differently or something, but okay, A N E D I C. Hold on. Oh, I'm a dick, if... not I'm a dick. I'm like, is this guy down on himself? He's like a depressed vampire. <laughs> or I'm a, like I'm a dickhead baby, so dick. why don't you stake me? <laughs> yeah. Also, so anyway, baby, that, that... baby corpses doesn't necessarily mean like infant corpses. It could be like hot chicks who are dead. No. Like, maybe he's a necrophiliac in, like, the better way. I can't believe that's a thing that exists. The better necrophiliac. I mean, I, I only molest, yeah. <laughs> molest post-teenage corpses. It's not like I'm sick and going for that pedophile shit. I've got some I've got standards, man. My mom raised me right. <laughs> right before she died after the yeah. age of 18. <laughs> Your mom's always telling me that. <laughs> mom's always telling me that. She's always got the most comforting pillow talk. Uh, Your mom does pillow not talk. Not okay. We got some Norman Batesu action going on. Wait, she doesn't okay. charge you guys extra? What? 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 All I heard was, cr <laughs> I heard was, crumbly, all I heard was crumbly talk from you, and then the word extra. Oh, that's fair. That's right. I said, what? No, we were just talking you about extra? your pillow talk with your mother. That's all. Yeah. Nothing big. Yeah, because yeah. we're suggesting that she's also dead, and that's like where he started his his habit at home. Yes. We're we're all on the same page. The same terrible, terrible. <laughs> I seriously page. doubt it. It's more like an AIDS pamphlet. <laughs> case, so. <laughs> but like, <laughs> on the back where somebody clearly sneezed and then like might have wiped their ass. <laughs> what the? That's where we're oh at. Oh my god. All right. We're all Somebody there together. Please take so us back please, to the American game. Tell us about okay. street cops. God damn it. Street cops. <laughs> damn you. Looking like Mario yeah. on a Shine Star, riding on a Shine Star. What the fuck's a Shine Star? Did you ever play a Mario game Doesn't after matter. the GameCube? Uh, Super Mario for the uh, Mario, for the Wii. Yeah, Mario game on the GameCube. Gal or, uh, so, so basically, Galaxy. So basically, he's riding on the thing that Kirby has, like, exclusive copyrights to. Well, kind of, except Mario's has, like, a little face on it and, like, uh, rounded edges, like a fencing 
Uh, yeah, I forgot that Kirby's all about like, like freedom. Yeah, and, try like, saying that again after you not sound like a garb, like a trash disposal. <laughs> How am I supposed to know when I'm sounding like a trash? Disposal? I'll tell you. Anyway, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that Kirby was more into like saving the weak and the and the feeble and stuff, whereas Mario is more about enslaving them for his kingdom. Yeah, deposing de <laughs> like, a perfectly elected leader from his. From yeah, his he's kingdom. like. Oh hey, Mushroom Kingdom's no longer interesting and shit. I'm gonna go explore space. Oh hey, a totally new breed of animal I've never seen before. I'm gonna harness you to ride around on. <laughs> I'm gonna wear you as a hat and absorb your power. Mm, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, Mario, uh, if you've seen the Shine Star. Anyway, looking like so he looks like like he's giving the appearance of Mario riding a drive star, holding his billy club at the camera. He threatens Mike, but is smiling and like he's proud of it. Mike doesn't know. <laughs> any, uh, <laughs> you could have just owned that. And you just any, had to cut it off on me in the clumsiest fashion. <laughs> well, it would have been easier if we weren't fucking around with Mario's dumbass shine star. Or his Billy. Yeah, now what? Hey, Ivan, you've seen this. You've seen this cover, right? Yeah. Yeah. So was I wrong? No. There we go. Well, I mean, like, I'm not saying you're wrong, but it would have been a much cleaner whole thing. Anyway, uh, as any prosecutor to Rodney Fuck King, off. you are a cop. <laughs> why does that say... Precursor. Why does that say any as? Why does that say precursor? Anyway. As I was any, trying to type on anyway. What the hell? What is, a, what is a Rodney King? Why does anybody care about that? You're a cop Rodney walking King, around Ivan, looking for You're an American. Tell us about club. Rodney King since Brandon yeah. doesn't know. This is his log drive. Right. Right. So in ninety-three, oh, okay. I think it was, he had Rodney okay. King getting the ever loving crap beaten out of him. He was black man by six white LA cops. Caused like race riots in the city. It was real bad. And in this game, what? Street Cop, you got a guy that's going around beating up bad guys with a billy club. And it's just okay. I, I get prophetic. I get that reference. Question though. Why am I imagining, like, a black gentleman in, like, maybe a white suit? Not to be, like, a pimp suit, but, like, just a nicer white suit. But has, like, gray curly hair that's pointy at the top, like Bart Simpson's. Like, Is that a dude that I should You're imagining, know? like, an elder statesman pimp? I, I no, the guy the you're thinking of is uh, uh, Dredrick Tatum's manager on The Simpsons. That's a Don King reference don king oh yeah rodney king was the guy like can't right. we all just get along oh so that's why i said well, this was a precursor this... to rodney king because you walk around beating people with your club yeah life imitating oh, art, it. as it were yeah that's why i added the note well, saying that... that this was the video game violence corrupting influence that the media warned us about you know, I was trying to use that line to get us all on the same page, but now that we're here, I'm just going to keep trucking. Good. Music isn't bad, but the sound effects of walking around and clubbing people is bad, according to Mike. You get to follow the criminals, <laughs> and the black guy has a flat top, Jordans, and a tank top. That's clearly twice the height of the cop. Oh, and is clearly twice the height of the cop. So they depicted black people in this game, which first off is a poor choice, 
because that's just a can of worms that you don't want to fuck with. And then they gave them all the stereotypical garbage, yeah. which is hilarious of them. The programmers clearly only saw black people from basketball games. Like, that's obviously how that went down. I, I totally agree with you, Mike, in your ideas. <laughs> Sewer rats will knock you down. That's a problem. But you get back up again. It is New York after They're all. They're never so. going to take you down. Yeah, yeah, and people just keep dropping bombs. I don't know what that's about. But it's mediocre, closest to... uh, It's the closest we've seen to non-stop sports gameplay and could have been a sign of more to come. But apparently it was too late to get any traction. That's non-sports, not non-stop sports. Get out of here. Get out of here. I was like, what is he snickering about? Where did I get it wrong? But apparently it's too late to get any traction to create more immersive motion-based stuff. There you go. That's how you yeah, do a sentence. We've got yeah, other shit like virtual reality. Uh, and finally to, uh, <laughs> to Jason Wells, we finally reached short order. It is the reason we're doing this, and it was the final game as far as we know, because it was released in December of 1989, and we haven't found any other games for the pad since. And, it was uh, the final one. How this game operates wait, 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 is wait, you wait, have wait, to assemble wait, wait, a burger wait, wait, wait. that you're given an order for. And, wait, uh, what's the lag? How bad is the lag right now? I hear you fine now. Is it? Oh, so oh, you're just we, like trucking through? Yeah. Wait, no, I was going to say Fuck. the reason why we can't find any more games <laughs> is because clearly this is evidence of me going back in time at the end of my life and burning all of the evidence of this fucking thing and only getting down to like one warehouse left when I were like, oh shit, these things existed. Let's make a Wikipedia page about this. And then thus continued the cycle. We're sorry, Jason. We really are. This is your fault, Jason. We're not that sorry. I hope you like the game. This this podcast ain't doing it. Yo, Jason, if you like this game and you've played this game, one, fuck you, because nobody wanted to do that. And two, if you wouldn't mind, just hit us up and tell, you, tell us what you thought of it, because that would probably be more interesting to everybody else also rather than me being upset about not being able to play this game or whatever I'd, uh, Th- that, that could be a better solution <laughs> I spoke with him and it turns out he never did play it, it's just that when I told him the idea of a game food podcast, he quickly typed this uh, up, yeah. found it and suggested it he just like barely heard listen, of it, never played it and made us suffer listen Jason, this fucking this blood is on your hands now alright yeah. So later in the future, when I go back in time into the past and all of those warehouses get burnt, that is on you, Jason Wells. I don't know where you're from. Otherwise, I would have said that too. But to all the Jason Wells who might be listening to our podcast, one of you is guilty for this. <laughs> you got anyway. the Terminator going after <laughs> Jason Wells now. <laughs> Finding them all no, in the phone book. Looking through phone books. That's right. I can't kill him because like that'll change too much stuff, but I can burn down the warehouses that had all of these in it <laughs> you can and not... then accidentally <laughs> miss one. It's like burning down Skynet labs in the middle of the night. Like, yeah, you, you exactly. don't want to kill all the staff because that would cause a lot of problems, but you know what? If they can't do anything, well, then good. Yeah, if they can't go to work tomorrow, then problem solved. So anyway, this game, you uh, you you get an order, and burger toppings fall on the f- fall from the... 
sky onto the plate, the grill, whatever. So how you do this is uh, basically it's burger time by way of Simon Says. Because you'll see this pattern flash on the side for the toppings. So you have to step on the right toppings at the right time and then they'll fall down and make part of the burger. Otherwise, I guess they would like fall to the side because somehow you're controlling condiments and toppings in free fall with a foot pad because mm -hmm. this is like a 1980s sci-fi future of what they think the year 2020 is going to be like. Kind of like Demolition Man. So, yeah. This is like a full-length feature, too. It goes on for two fucking hours. Oh. It's funny if you think about the, the machine that you're making the burgers with as like the machine in Star Trek where they have that like instant food machine. But the difference God, is like they're... What? God. What? You just what? fucking like what? fell into the time stream. Uh. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> the rat comes in, literally orders this stupid item that we're mentioned in the skit, a sewer burger. And he's ordering a burger, which is like a Dagwood special. It is larger than himself. And when you do finish it, he eats it shaggy style by launching the burger in the air and letting the pieces fall into his gullet freestyle without any chewing. <laughs> and apparently you, wonderful. You, you just repeat this ad nauseum until you either get credits or you realize that, you know, you could watch Ninja Turtles or... Hell, light bright glow worms, My Little Pony, Bigfoot, Smurfs, any fucking thing. You could do so much better with your TV than this. Or you, you could should play, be. You could play the you second be game. Take your TV and and go sit in the freezer with it until you or it dies because it is obviously being put to bad use if you're playing this game oh. in the 80s. Yeah, or you could play the second half of this game, Explode. Now, one thing I will say about this game that I did like, and that was before I found out I couldn't even play it, was the great opening credits. I love when someone screws with the title screen, and you will have the main title saying, like, short order, and then bombs will be thrown from the side, pushing the title away, and then a fox will come over and put up his title, explode and then the short order rat will stomp it the will stomp the other title down so it's like this great little war going on like who's going to have their title up on the screen i like that that is the only thing i like about it because you have in the short order you have six second loops for the music and yep. explode i could it, the, the, the music loops are probably three seconds and you control these this large nest of chickens these fo those fox will come along try to plant bombs under the chicken and your job is to crush these bombs with your big chicken badonkadonks and somehow not devastate your own eggs like the eggs will show up and then somehow just go away like your eggs will expand like your eggs will expand and then they will, I don't know, retract back to normal eggs. And you don't crush those, otherwise you'll murder your children. But essentially, this is, you're playing whack-a-mole with chicken and bombs, using your feet as the mallet. So, short order and explode. Simon says, whack-a-mole. This game fucking sucks. Yep. <laughs> sure does. But it got us to talk about this. So, Jason, I hope you're happy. And if not... <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll just sick Brandon on you. Matt. With his big chicken bit Jason, on the dunk. <laughs> honestly, you did submit this 
like some time ago when taste test was first starting so we really didn't know what the hell to expect either but when you wrote this i want to say that you had some like expectation that like we would do this with some professional manner and like, <laughs> a well thought out kind of you know presentation and shit but no not only do you not get that, but you get the worst version of that because none of us were able to play it. You forgot Brandon so was that involved. that sucks. That, that too, I guess. <laughs> I assume that in his process he accounted for me, but it, it could be, I could be wrong. He may not have even listened to the episode. You better listen to this yeah, fucking I've been episode. Wondering, I've been wondering that the entire time that I've been saying his name over and over and threatening him. I was like, I wonder if he's going to listen to this episode. That's why I did the whole multi-Jason thing. I wonder if any other Jasons will listen and be like, do you think that was about me? What the fuck? Right, That's right, Jason. We're guys. talking about If your about name is Jason you. Wells and you didn't recommend this, this is a chance for you to redeem the name by suggesting a good name and assuring us you're not that Jason Wells. No, find that Jason Wells and take his head off with a claymore and then say, scream, <laughs> there can be only one while we electrocute you. <laughs> we love you, Jason. We really do. <laughs> and uh, and thank you for your support. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so, what game do we? Uh, oh shit! Uh, substitutions. Do we have any substitutions for this experience so far? Like the the match, yes. any of the games? Yeah. Yeah. Got the Wii, the Wii, the Wii pad. I would suggest going to an yeah. arcade and actually playing Dance Dance Revolution. You want to do something fun with your I feet? Would suggest, do that. I would suggest taking one of those um, novelty, you know those like nail bed things that you get that are like, you know, the size of your hand and you put your hand in? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, like those little pin cushion things you can make like in yeah, the front of exactly. your face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take one of those and spend about 15 minutes doing everything you could possibly imagine with that and then put it down and walk away. <laughs> That's... And then you had just as much fun as you possibly could with this other thing. And it takes up far less space. <laughs> and, and you don't have to think so hard. And you don't have to, like, spend time erasing that memory from your mind. <laughs> okay, well, do we have any food comparisons that we would compare this to? I cool. definitely forgot to do that. But, uh, I got cruel, fuck. something bland. Go. Nothing go really for to it, recommend Evan. it. I'm just going to go Celery with soup. a fruit roll-up because it is essentially what you want to do with the mat, except you can't eat the mat and you're stuck with it. But with a fruit roll-up, when you roll it up and eat it, it's you know it's gone. Is, is a fruit roll-up an oxymoron? Side note. So. I hope, you, I I hope quite... you're not going where I think you're going. <laughs> well, because, like, like, one, I can't guarantee that that's actual fruit. But my question is, is it food? Because, like, I feel like it's more preservative than it is actual food. Well, so is right? that. So, well, yeah, I guess that's true, but that's not my question. The, the title or, like, the, the product is called Fruit Roll-Up. Imagine they and inject I mean, like, some I'm fruit sure... juice into the, uh, into the plastic. I, I, I think they just, like, print out saran wrap, and then when it gets out to, like, the packaging point on the line, there's, like, a lady there with perfume... And she just like leans over and it's like ode to apple and they like spray it and like the apple flavor seeps in and that's that's it good to go well that's my food yeah uh, that's my food comparison what about you guys mine's celery soup 
<laughs> Literally I, I celery got... soup. It's a thing. Look it up. Yeah. No, I've had celery soup. It's <laughs> I good. believe it. So nothing like this game <laughs> or these games. <laughs> I, my substitution would be uh, gruel. Just bland. Gruel. I mean, it. <laughs> you can you can eat it. It's keeps you alive, I guess. But you wouldn't really want to choose it. <laughs> you wouldn't do it if you had any other option. You got it. Okay, so that wraps up this episode of the taste test in a mat and throws it down the stairs and whether there's a body in it, whether the body's Jason or Brandon, I don't fucking know. It's a small I mat. I did say so that if I was ever going to suffocate somebody and wanted it to humiliate them, I would use that mat. It's, it's a kind and of a I small did. mat, so I think you'd use it for time travels to have baby Brandon or baby Jason in the mat that you're throwing in the dumpster. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, hey, baby fallen corpses. <laughs> Full circle. We did it, guys. Everybody <laughs> pat yourselves on the back. All because right. the so kitchen's right. closed. Nailed it. <laughs> We're rock stars, guys.
have my chances with all sorts of men But none is so fine as my lad on the river So when the drive's over, if he asks me again I think I will marry my love 